Hello, hello, and welcome to the 112th episode of the Mostly Soccer Podcast. Today is Wednesday, May 20th at 5.36 p.m. sharp. My name is Michael J. Dalo, and I'm here with Jimmy. Jimmy what today? Jimmy Sunshine. Jimmy Sunshine. For what reason? Because the weather has changed. The birds are chirping. It's a beautiful, beautiful day. And even more, the most important ray of sunshine, the beautiful game is back. Ooh, what a beautiful way to start this episode. I don't think I've ever been so inspired. (laughs) That's what I'm here for. Uh, I'm a new man. I guess so. And I don't know if you can hear outside my window, because I have it open today, it's so nice out, that the birds are in fact chirping. They're excited too. They're they're enjoying the Bundesliga as well. (laughs) It was so nice to wake up this weekend and be excited to watch soccer. I haven't felt that feeling in so long. Mm-hmm. It, it truly was. And we there were goals. We're going to get to all of that. There was, I wouldn't say there was necessarily the most competitive games, the games <laughs> that I watched, but it was just great to see it. Like, like we said, I think you had tweeted like weeks ago, like, do you remember when people scored goals? Yeah. And, and it was like weird seeing a goal score is a weird feeling. It, I know. It just, it's, it, it's so good to have it back. It, it's a wonderful feeling. It feels like, you know, when, when the season ends and there's no tournaments going on, you can accept that. But when it's ripped away from you midway through, mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't feel right. And it felt right to have it back, even without the fans. Uh, I loved every second of it. Absolutely. But, Jimmy, before we get to the good Bundesliga action... Uh, was there any random nonsense you wanted to talk about before we get into the Premier League uh, well, drama, I'll say? Well, first, let me say we have news that we will, uh, a big, big kind of pending issue, we will see the Manchester City Champions League ban appeal happen June 8th through 10th, which I think could have major knock-on effects uh, either way that it goes. For City, if it is upheld and it's actually a two-year ban, I do think you may see players wanting out if it is truly upheld. Um, and in the other way, if this is you know overturned, is that the end of FFB? Does it just does UEFA finally give up and just admit that it was a corrupt, pointless, stupid system and you just move on? So salty. Um, I did read. I don't know where I read it from. It was just on Twitter. It could have been from Sky Sports or it could have been from some fake account uh, that due to the coronavirus, they're thinking of easing financial fair play restrictions this year. Did you see anything like that? I I did see that. And I mean, again, it's a stupid, stupid system anyway. (laughs) It, It was designed to stop teams from being able to rise up and challenge the historically great teams. So I, I say always erase financial fair play. If you're a Newcastle fan, that must make you very happy to hear, uh, depending on how the sale, if it actually goes through. Uh, but I just, I, I think that financial fair play at its core was, could have been a good thing. It could have been something that helps teams from imploding and going bankrupt. <laughs> but I think the way it was designed was really just meant to be kind of a gatekeeper to keep the establishment in their nice little gated community. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting to see what comes from that. I don't think City are going to get the full two years, and if they get one, I'll even be surprised at this point. 
especially mm-hmm. with the circumstances now. I, I just think a lot of that doesn't even matter. So mm-hmm. maybe a transfer ban. Maybe I think that might be the harshest thing we see. Yeah. But oh, um, we have more nonsense, Michael. I think you need to comment on the next one. I think you need to take a balloon and yeah. you need to suck it down and tell us about Alexander Lacazette. Yeah, so it came out uh, earlier this week that Lacazette was in a little bit of trouble because he was flaunting on his social media and someone that he has on there recorded it, uh, him just chilling doing a balloon. That was <laughs> apparently the the tagline for his photo or video. Just chilling doing a balloon. Um, and this isn't the first time Lacazette has been a part of doing a balloon. First of all, before we even get into that, what the fuck is doing a balloon? Like, have I done balloons when I suck out the helium and do a funny voice at, like, a birthday party? Is that doing a balloon? I guess it is. <laughs> is Lacazette, like, uh, is he just doing funny voices, or I don't understand? He just really likes balloons. Yeah. Doing a balloon. Um, supposedly... Uh, from the video that I saw a while ago, I think it was at maybe two years ago now at this point, or the beginning of this season, the Arsenal players, I, I think we definitely spoke about this a while ago. They were caught doing balloons. They were in some nightclub and Gwendozy did one and he like passed out instantly after he did it. So apparently it's just something like that. It just knocks yeah. you out kind of thing. And It's inhaling the nitrous oxide. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Arsenal are said to be handling this internally. So whatever that means, it means they're probably going to just uh, ignore it, which is fine with me. Um, but what a ridiculous thing to do. And the least cool thing you could possibly do. Uh, you don't like to just chill and do balloons? <laughs> no, I mean, uh, weird flex, but okay. Uh, I mean, I that's, mean, that's what I've been doing every night. <laughs> just chilling, doing a fucking balloon. Lacazette, what are you doing, man? Um, and now people Grow are up saying... And do cocaine like an adult. Yeah. <laughs> but the now the rumors are, oh, Lacazette, is, he's gone. Arsenal don't want him anymore. I don't think that's true at all. Um, <laughs> for doing a balloon. He threw away his whole career for that one balloon. <laughs> it was but, so uh, If the rumors are... <laughs> I guess the rumors are true that uh, Arsenal are that upset with him doing this uh, again. Uh, I don't know if it'd be the worst thing if we lost Lacazette. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you could see Lacazette. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Lacazette moving. I mean, he hasn't really started many games this season to begin with. Um, And actually, since um, Arteta's taken over, we've seen more of... Niketa, is that the correct way to pronounce it? I just call him Eddie because I can't pronounce that last <laughs> name. Well. And, and you see, he's played a decent amount since Arteta's taken over, and it's kind of thrown another wrench into the Lacazette situation. So I wouldn't necessarily be that surprised if uh, he was to move on. All right, but aside from Lacazette and uh, his balloon addiction, we have some other drama, or we could start talking about uh, the possible restart of the Premier League. So what do you want to do, Jimmy? Uh, let's, let, let's talk about the Premier League restart a little bit. And let's just say that they are beginning training. Training has begun. 
in small groups. Um, I am very excited. This is positive news. Um, they also conducted testing yesterday or two days ago at this point. I believe six players in total came back positive. Yes, yeah, so they. In, in my they, opinion, that's a good result. Yeah, and they came out with the results, and I think three of the people were from Watford, and I think uh, most of them were staff, and um, I think one of them was from Newcastle, and I don't remember where the others were from, but I think what they said they're going to do is have these players and staff quarantine for seven days only, and then come back if they're feeling better. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think, and so the Bundesliga, they are doing the self-quarantine for anyone who tests positive, away from the club, away from the staff, which I think is a good approach. You're always going to have people, until we have a vaccine, that are going to be positive. So I think, you know, continuing to do continuous testing and dealing with situations as they arise and having players, coaches, staff, whatever... Quarantine, I think, is the best approach so that we can get these games going and get some normalcy back in our lives. Supposedly, the restart is supposed to happen around like June 13th is the rumored date that it would possibly come back, which isn't all that far away. No, it is not. And uh, that is exciting news. And as we get more leagues starting, then we'll also probably get a clear picture on the Champions League as well. Hmm. You almost forget about the Champions League a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I'm not overly confident that's going to come back just because players are going to have to travel. I think that they're going to come up with that, you know, the single, it seems like what they're saying now is they're not going to do the home and away legs. Mm. It's going to be single match ties, I think, in a neutral site. Uh, I'm guessing over a short week period, they're looking like it's going to be in August. So they can bang it out in August, and then almost immediately the new season will start. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I guess they could just do, well, now we're, we're in the territory of the season would be over at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Euros would be starting in a few weeks. I just don't, I don't know how there's going to be time, I guess. It's going to be interesting. I think they may have to push everything back a bit. I mean, they have been starting the season sooner than they normally would. I know seasons used to start very close to September, like August 29th, so maybe we could see that happening again. Yeah, and and I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing if they start shuffling things around just because when you look at the 2022 World Cup, the fact that it's going to be played in the winter, um, you know, does throw a wrinkle in there. So yeah. if this may be a chance to better align everything for that, because at some point that is going to need to be addressed. Mm. Uh, but exciting news, at least, that we're getting back into it. Um, I guess the concerning thing is that people did test positive, um, and now some players, some players being uh, Troy Deeney and Danny Rose, who hasn't said that he's not going to play, but has been very vocal about not wanting to play. But Troy Deeney has come out and straight up said that he's not going back to training and he's not playing. Uh, so how do you feel about that one? Um, I don't necessarily agree with it. Um, now, I'm not one to tell anybody. I know he's saying, I believe he said, you know, he has a young daughter. He doesn't want to put anyone at risk. Um, but what I would say, and a son maybe it might have been, 
Uh, but my point being is a lot of people have been working during this. People who do not have the resources and the ability to constantly be tested like Troy Deeney does. Um, so I just think it's it's kind of tone deaf to say this almost. Where yeah. other people are working, people in hospitals working right with it, people in grocery stores working, people working anywhere. There's tons of people who have worked throughout this whole thing, not just going back now, but have worked throughout the whole pandemic. And they're not in jobs where they know Georgini is going to work with people who are being tested routinely. Yeah, He's not really going to be, hopefully, he will not be exposed to this at all. He will have very little risk of exposure either way. Um, and I just think it's kind of, I do think it's kind of ridiculous just when you look at, you know, what other people are doing. I agree with the the Danny Rose thing of saying, you know, it's really not that important that we go out there and play sports. I can understand that. But once the decision's been made that we're going to do it, I think it's kind of, kind of, like I said, tone deaf to refuse to go. Yeah. And I know we, we talked kind of about the same topic a lot last week, so I don't want to dwell on it. But I, I think I just agree with what you said. People are working in a lot worse conditions all around the world. So being a professional soccer player and being tested weekly and having professionals clean every surface for you, I think you'll probably be fine. It's very low risk uh, as compared to what other people are doing. But uh, in more drama in the Premier League, and then I think we're going to transfer back over to the Bundesliga, um, just a, a stupid piece of information, just like the Lacazette one. Serge Aurier of Spurs. Apparently has broken quarantine three times, and this is a very big deal in England. Um, for his third break, do you know what he did, Jimmy? Did you hear what I said it earlier? You you did tell me earlier. I had not known until you said earlier that he went to get a fresh cut. He went to get a haircut. And what I didn't tell you was that I was looking at Nicholas Pepe's story, I think yesterday or the day before, and mm-hmm. he was in a barbershop. Huh. So... I, I don't know how Serge huh. Aurier is getting in trouble for this. Hmm. Well, maybe. Yeah, that's very interesting. Did you just expose Pepe? Uh, potentially. Or maybe it was an old photo and I wasn't paying attention. But either way, let the man get a haircut. I'm breaking quarantine this week. I'm having my barber come to me or I'm going to my barber because I need a haircut desperately. <laughs> I'm uh, barely following. Did you do you follow The Onion? Uh, I don't. I, 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 I'm very familiar with their work, though. There is a great post a few weeks ago that said, man barely following CDC guidelines can't take any more of this. And that is <laughs> that is definitely me right now. But, um, Jimmy, well, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say I have one more thing we probably should briefly discuss before we get to the Bundesliga. And this is more of a sad one. And uh, talk about, like, just what are you doing? Callum Hudson-Odoi. Oh, <laughs> um, arrested on suspicion of rape. Whoa, I didn't know it was. Yes, rape. that Ooh, is what it I is. Thought yes. it, I thought he had like prostitutes over. Well, it what I, I've seen, and this is I, I saw this from ESPN is um, he was released on bail on Monday. Police were called to his apartment in the early hours Sunday morning by a woman he allegedly met online and invited to his residence. Oh, um, yes. So it's uh again uh, allegedly 
We don't know anything yet, but um, mm-hmm. that is right now. He was arrested on suspicion of rape. Ooh, I did not know that. I would not have laughed when you said the Calum Hudson Adoy thing. If I had known this. Was yeah, you a, thought he was just a Kyle Walker situation. Yeah, I thought he was just ordering a few people to come over his house and do whatever. But that is uh, hopefully that's not true. And hopefully um, everything turns out OK there. Yep. And, and if it is, hopefully swift justice yeah. uh, against Mr. Adoy. Yeah. Um, but on a lighter note, to the Bundesliga we go. Our favorite league, the league we know so much about. Uh, <laughs> league we got to watch this weekend. So, Jimmy, what game or games did you watch this weekend? Okay, so I watched Dortmund-Schalke. I was hoping for the American battle, which we got robbed, and uh, which we'll get to, but it was very disappointed by that. But a great game um, for one team, at least. And then I feel like all the games I watched this weekend were blowouts because I also watched Borussia Mönchengladbach take on Eintracht Frankfurt. In a 3-1 victory, which was more lopsided than 3-1 sounds. Mm-hmm. And then in that same vein, uh, Bayern Munich 2, Union Berlin 0, um, a dominant performance from Bayern. So those are the three matches that I were able to watch the entire match live too, which was great. The only one that I got to watch this weekend was Dortmund versus Schalke. Uh, I did want to catch... The one on Monday because I wanted to watch Kai Havertz play for Leverkusen, but I didn't get the chance to. I know he scored two goals, though, because he is a stud. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the Dortmund-Schalke game because that one was one that I enjoyed very much. <laughs> um, l- let's just start off by saying Schalke 04. We found out what the four <laughs> stood for. Yes. How many goals they would have scored against them. Uh, it wasn't the over-under on how many players you could name from their team. A <laughs> dismal performance from Schalke. And uh, Dortmund just looked so good. Holland gets the first goal, uh, the the post-COVID goal. Uh, no better man to score it, the man who's still on fire. And then we had a goal from Guerrero, a goal from Thorgan Hazard, who replaced the pre-match injured Gio Reina? Reina? Reina. Reina. (laughs) Such a bad American fan. And then we had another goal from Guerrero. But uh, one thing I want to mention outside of the game itself was how horrific the coverage on Fox is. (laughs) So I think that's the world coverage, I believe, they said. The world feed coverage. So it's not just uh, for our pleasure, apparently. And I don't know if that's accurate. That's what I've heard. But, yeah, the, the commentary was terrible. Granted, it's probably very difficult to do commentary when there's no crowd. Um, I feel like it yes. just makes them stand out more. Mm. But they, at the same time, the only thing worse than that commentary was the goalkeeping for Schalke. <laughs> he, the 19-year-old, I think, Schubert on loan from Bayern Munich. Yeah. Uh, he looked awful. Yes. And he played because of the fact that Alexander Nubel has agreed to join Bayern Munich. <laughs> their Is that starting their current goalkeeper. goalie? Yes, their current goalkeeper, uh, Alexander Nubel, has agreed to join Bayern at the end of the season. And for this reason, uh, their manager, David Wagner, has decided that they will no longer start him. Mm. Which, after watching this game, 
I, it's a very questionable decision <laughs> on his part. Uh, I mean, the goals that were scored, the Holland goal originally, nothing you can do. And then there was either two or three of them were very questionable on the goalkeeper. I mean, he kicked one out directly uh, to BVB, which they ended up scoring on. And then I, I think one of them, he just kind of stood in his place and let one whiz right by him. Yeah, so. that was hit directly at him. Yeah. The Thorgan Hazard one was hit directly at him, and he just – it was pretty bad. It was it was a really poor performance. Um, all around, Schalke were bad. Yeah, they and, were generally really bad across the board. I can't think of one player that had a good game. Um, I was excited to see them play. Uh, it was really I, I like Weston McKinney. He did not have a great game. Uh, Caligiuri, who is a good player, was pretty awful this game. And the one of the biggest disappointments was I was excited to see Todibo, the young Barcelona man. Horrible. And he was absolutely awful. Subbed off at halftime. Just he he was shockingly bad. <laughs> and then my whole boy, Robbie Matundo, one of the guys I could name randomly, the young Welshman, former Manchester City youth player, was he was a little dribbly, which was nice when he came on, but he also put in one of the worst shots I've ever seen. And uh, it was just, it was all around a horrific display by Schalke. I have nothing good to say about how they played in this game. Yeah, I completely agree. But the announcers on Fox or whatever coverage it may be, they said, Schalke, Schalke has played well, and the scoreline <laughs> does not reflect that when they were 3 0 down. Yeah. It's like, what are you talking about? They've been horrible the whole game. They completely deserve to be down this much. Yes. It, yeah, there was nothing good about their play. Yeah. There was nothing good about their play. But you want to know what there was really good about? The I, the standout performer from this game, in my opinion. Ooh, Julian Brandt. Julian Brandt. Draco Malfoy himself. Jimmy, what have I been saying since the World Cup? What yes. have I been saying? Yes. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a prince. He's a German prince, just like Bern Leno. He's a king. And he is an absolute stud. He was fantastic in this game. All yeah. around, Dortmund were great. Across the board, Dortmund were very, very good. Ma, 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 I can't pronounce his name. Mahoud Daoud, <laughs> who filled in for Emery Chan, was fantastic. And he's a player I've never been impressed with. Generally, I just don't really see how, what he offers. He's He's almost an attacking midfielder who's just not that effective at creating goals. And he, when he plays as a holding midfielder, he just spends too much time going forward. But this game, he was he was great. He yeah. filled the Emery Chan role perfectly. And uh, obviously, Holland is just, what a natural finisher. He, what a player he is. He is a just a special player. He, he I want to say, I think we were in early on him. We did talked about him a lot when he was at uh, Salzburg. So I want to give us credit, a little round of applause for us for that. I think we deserve it because he has just, he just continues to shine. He reminds me so much of like an Ibrahimovic Suarez type player, but he's so fast on top of that, like instinctual <laughs> positioning and like, uh, yeah, he's so deceitfully fast because yeah. you look at him and he should not be fast. He's exactly. too big to be that fast, but he just generally is. Uh, and then another player. Uh, aside from Julian Brandt, who if, if anyone wants to get patted on the back, Jimmy, I should be patted on the back for how in love I am with Julian Brandt for so long. Um, but Thorgan Hazard, stunningly good. 
So much better yeah. than his brother that plays for Madrid. <laughs> this was I was kind of disappointed that he did so well because he is the one who came on for Gio Reyna, which uh, um, is probably going to make it even more challenging now for Gio to get another start. Yeah, but I, I think he's gonna he's gonna get time to play at Dortmund. I mean, they're very good about. And clearly, they're very high on him. That he was chosen to start over Hazard in this game prior yeah. to the injury. But Thorgan Hazard, what a game he had! I, I, he had an assist, a goal, and he's just a, an exciting player. I think he's one that we might definitely see in the Premier League soon. Yeah, I, I would like to. I mean, he is a very good player. Uh, underrated for a long time, I think, just because people look at him as the less good Hazard brother. And I think he is a hell of a player, and people kind of underestimate him. Yeah. And then another player, obviously, the one who scored two goals, Guerrero. Uh, fantastic. <laughs> Whenever I've seen him play, he's just been Yeah, wonderful. He's always good. He is always good. Always scoring goals, too. I've seen him score so many goals. For a player who's technically, his position is a left back, mm. really a left wing back. But he just, he he loves to score a goal and he scored a beautiful goal. <laughs> and uh, the last Dortmund player who I'll go on about that I enjoyed watching very much was Hakimi. Mm-hmm. What a fantastic right back, right wing back he is. Yeah. So quick, uh, so intelligent with the ball, a good defender. And just an attack. He's, he's yeah. I mean, the only if you're if you're Dortmund, I, I think you have to be like you're so happy at how well he's played, but at the same time, you know this means that you have no shot to keep him. As I think, come next season, Real Madrid are gonna not let him be loaned out again. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, but other than that, I mean, the, the team played well as a whole. Their their defense wasn't really challenged at all. No. And uh, they were on the front foot the entire game. But that was so fun to watch. I mean, we got four goals in the first game back. And uh, it was just it was just great to feel the excitement of a goal being scored, almost being scored. It was it was just fun to be back. Absolutely. Uh, but do you want to run through the scores of the yeah. other games? Like Can these we... are Premier League? Yeah, but I want to move on to the, the Martin Gladbach-Frankfurt game because I got to watch that. Eintracht-Frankfurt who last season, you know, had a great run, had Jovic scoring goals, had just a really good team. And this season they've struggled, and boy did they struggle in this game. Uh, they gave a goal in the first minute hmm. to our boy Plie. I yeah. think is how we agreed to pronounce it. My man. Uh, and then we also saw Thurum score, and then we had the uh, the penalty by Ben Sabini. Uh, uh, and it, it, they ended up getting a goal by Andre Silva, consolation goal late. But Gladbach looked great in this game, and and it gets kind of we don't talk about it a lot. They are actually in third place in the Bundesliga. They sit six points behind Bayern, so they right, are in yeah. the title race. Only two points less than Dortmund. They are in the title team. place. They they are a low key good team. Uh, they played squad, really well. I mean, you'll know a lot of players in their lineup. They're, mm-hmm. I mean, they have a, a very good squad. They're, they're on, they're, I don't know how the hell to say their names, though. And <laughs> they have both been uh, electric for them this year. I know that much. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, they're they've been good for a while, and now they're really breaking into that top half. Mm-hmm. So they're my secondary team, as I said last week. Yeah, yeah, I, I was very very impressed with them. Um, and Frankfurt, I am worried about. That yeah, you just, should be out on Frankfurt. Yeah, I, I think I am out on Frankfurt. <laughs> they, they were really, really bad. All right. But let's quickly run through these games that we didn't watch. Uh, 3-0 to Hertha over Hoffenheim. 2-1 to your boys Wolfsburg over Augsburg. 4-0 Dortmund Schalke. And one that I got right, I hit the nail on the head. FC Dumbledore or Dusseldorf, as some call them, versus Paderborn. A nil-nil snooze fest. Uh, One that surprised me was RB Leipzig, uh, America's team. They drew SC Friedberg. And guess what, Jimmy? No goals from the old boy Timo Werner, everyone's favorite German. Mm -hmm. And interesting, I do want to point out Tyler Adams back from injury now. Played as a right wing back, um, subbed off at the 70th minute, which makes sense. You know, he is just, you know, just back in the team now. But I'm very excited by that because I, I really do love Tyler Adams as a player. He's kind of got just uh, a great energy, a feisty player. Uh, so I, I'm really excited to see him back out there. I have an unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. Timo Werner. Mm-hmm. I don't love him. He's overrated. When he's he played for Germany, player. he's horrible. He stunk in the World Cup. Horrible in we the World were, Cup. We were so disappointed. Remember, I remember that. Because I want to be in. I love Germany. I love the Germans. And they, Timo Werner, just he, he stunk in the World Cup, just to be frank. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he tears up the Bundesliga, and he also tore up Spurs in the Champions League. So I should respect him for that. But overrated. <laughs> overrated. Uh, yeah, we need to see him do a little more. Yeah. For a player linked with so many clubs, I, I he's one of those players when I've watched him, I have yet to really be impressed. Against Spurs, he was good in the Champions League. I'll give he him was that. good, but I don't know if he was great in any of those games, but that's my opinion. All right, and then on Sunday we had FC Köln versus Mainz, a 2-2 draw. And then you watched the Bayern 2-0 over Union Berlin. I did. Uh, Bayern are, guess what? Bayern are good. <laughs> but That's shocking, the long and short of it. Shocking take. Bayern are good. Um, I they're an interesting team in a lot of ways. Uh, Thomas Muller, who is a player who I I can't quite understand, an odd player, an odd duck. I like Thomas uh, Muller. He is having a great season. He is on pace to break Kevin De Bruyne's assist record in the Bundesliga. Um, which would be interesting to see if he does that. Serge Gnabry. Offers, you know, a good creative player. Lewandowski got the penalty, scored the penalty. Benjamin Pavard came forward with a nice header. Joshua Kimmich brought in the weirdest mustache. Hmm. Very inglorious bastards mustache, which I really didn't enjoy that much. Love that. Uh, and then Alfonso Davies is just like I, I've said it before and I will say it again. MLS, why do you not just spend all your time just saying, hey, we developed Alfonso Davies? It is the greatest accomplishment the MLS has ever done. <laughs> because he is on his way to being one of the best left backs in the world. Which is crazy. And I, I think they just need to they need to really hype that up. Yeah. And Canada, 
you're gonna you you may end up with the best player at a position in the world, which is crazy. Hmm. Um, but aside from that, there's a birthday parade going by my house right now. I'm a little <laughs> bit distracted. Uh, that's why I was just like, yeah, huh? Good take. Um, <laughs> my God, there, there there's had to be like 20 cars that have driven by right now, and they all have balloons and whatnot. Uh, maybe I'll be that popular someday. Uh, and then on Monday we had Leverkusen four and Werder Bremen one. Uh, Kai Havertz supposedly impressed. Didn't get to see this one, but mm-hmm. I will be looking out for Leverkusen games in the future. Yes, very much so. And that brings us to the end of the Bundesliga review. But Jimmy, before we get to the predictions for the next week, I have a little quiz for you. I don't know. If, oh you've boy. Seen, if you've seen my tweets, um, the game that I like to play. Oh, it's called, guess, guess which one's the right player? Yes. German Bundesliga oh. player or made up yes. German name? <laughs> so I wanted to quiz you and reveal the answers on the podcast. Oh, boy. All right. Let's let's do this. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Round one. Is it Patrick Schneider, Jonas Hoffman, or Christoph Hans? I'm going to... I think it's Jonas Hoffman. I think he's a real person. Jonas Hoffman is a real person. That's yes! <laughs> All right. And then we have Marco Marson, Jürgen Weidewald, or Jan Zimmerman. What was the first one? Marco Marson. I'm going to go with Marco Marson because I don't think you would have made that name up. That is incorrect. I made up Marco Marcin. Oh, damn it. <laughs> the correct answer is Jan Zimmerman, the most German-sounding name you could possibly get. Damn it. Uh, last round, we have Timo Becker, Gustav Minster, or Nils Danderut. <laughs> <laughs> Can you run those back again? <laughs> All right. It's Timo Becker. Gustav Minzer or Nils Danderut? There's no way Nils Danderup is real. I'm going to go. What was the middle one? It was uh, Gustav. Gustav. Minster. Yeah, Gustav Minzer. He's a real person. Gustav's real. <laughs> Incorrect. That it is not Nils, Nils Danderut. I made that up. <laughs> uh, it's Timo Becker. Timo Becker. I've never heard of Timo Becker. So I don't think I, as much. I thought you just took like Timo Werner and Allison Becker and came up with Timo <laughs> Becker. Nils Danderut. Nils uh, Danderut. That's a great. Be my new creative player in FIFA. <laughs> that's a great uh, pro club's name. <laughs> but all right, we enter back into the Bundesliga action on Friday at two thirty p.m. and we have Hertha Berlin versus Union Berlin. Who do you have, Jimmy? I Hertha looked really good this weekend. Uh, I am going to go with Hertha. I've read that Union Berlin are almost like the Sheffield who aren't doing as well uh, of the Bundesliga. So I'm going to go Union Berlin 1-0. All right. 2-1 Hertha. Go Hertha. Uh, and then on Saturday, we have Wolfsburg versus Dortmund at 9.30 a.m. I'm going to go 3-2 Dortmund. I think Wolfsburg going to give them a little more of a challenge than they got from Schalke. I'll go 3-0 Dortmund. I don't think it's going to be much harder. They are away, but that doesn't really matter anymore, does it? 
Ooh, this is a really good one. I might have to watch this instead. We have at 9.30 a.m. on Saturday, we have Martin Glockbach versus Leverkusen. Yeah, this is good. I am going to go a 2-2 draw. Mm. I'm going to say 3-1 Glockbach. Hmm. Interesting. That's my team. Uh, and then we have Friedberg versus Werder Berman. I'm going to go Freiburg. 2-1. I'll go 1-1 one, one draw. Boo. Then we have Paderborn versus Hoffenheim. 2-0 Hoffenheim. <laughs> Paderborn haven't won a match in their last seven, and Hoffenheim haven't won a match in their last seven. This has a draw written all over it. Uh, all, no, right. No. all right. All uh, right. Then we have Bayern Munich at 12:30 versus Frankfurt. Oh, oh, poor Frankfurt. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go a 4-1 Bayern victory. Ooh, I'll go 3-0 Bayern. Easy. And then ooh, we have some good games on Sunday. We have Schalke versus Augsburg at 7.30 a.m. I think Schalke are going to get a result here. I'm going to go Schalke 1-0. God. Then how bad are Augsburg? <laughs> uh, I guess I guess I'll pick Schalke too. Uh two one. And then at nine thirty we have Mines versus RB Leipzig. I, I think Leipzig get back on track. Two one victory. Oh no, Jimmy. It's a one nil loss to Mines. <gasps> RB Leipzig, uh. their title hopes dashed. And then at twelve PM we have Cone versus FC Dumbledore. Uh, I'm going to go a 1-0 Cone victory. I will follow you on a 1-0 victory for Cone. But Michael, one thing. I think we have to jump into one of the midweek games. I don't think we need to go through all of them. But next Tuesday, we have Bayern and Dortmund playing Ooh. each other. Wow. In- what could be the title deciding match? Dortmund two one. I am right there with you, buddy. Two one. Yes. Borussia yes, yes, Dortmund. Yes. Erling Braun Holling Brace. Yes. Uh do I order a Dortmund jersey over the weekend is the question. <laughs> is this like asking me or are you saying like what is the chance that you do it? What is the chance that I do it? Seventy five percent. It's, it's probably that high um, because I need a, a Germany jersey. I need a Dortmund jersey. Yeah, I can't you just can't, have to... yeah the German jersey, the Rob Lowe. <laughs> Sports. <laughs> That's what we, I need to get a Bundesliga hat. I just want to wear a hat that says Bundesliga. <laughs> just the logo. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I don't know if we need to go through all these. No, I don't think we do. I, think, I just wanted to hit that one because that is a big one, which for anyone wondering, it is – uh, Tuesday, May twenty sixth at, at twelve thirty p.m. Why? Because they're Germans. Fucking Germans, man. Oh God. All right. Well, Jimmy, um, why don't you hit them with the plugs before you go and get your later hosing on? Yes. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Soccer Mostly. That's the place where you can take your chance to guess who are the real German players and who are made up <laughs> fantasy characters from Michael's mind. Uh, <laughs> 
send us emails, uh, questions, thoughts, ways that we can make our show more German. At mostly at no, what is it? It is um, mostly, mostly soccer, soccer podcasts. Is no mostly soccer show at gmail.com. See, it's been so long. Sake. Mostly soccer show at gmail.com. We'd really appreciate that. And the most important thing, give us five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Basically, take the score from the Dortmund Schalke game, add one, throw it on there, give us a review. We'll read it on the podcast. If we get one or two or three, whatever we get this week, we will read them next week. That is a guarantee. Wow. What a promise. Um, all right, Jimmy. Well, I will see you next week. Sounds good. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.